Well, I'm really hungry for the Word of God. What about you? And, you know, you get somebody who puts a lot of effort and time in preparing a word um, based upon scriptures, and that's what you're going to hear right now. But also I just encourage everybody, while you're listening to Pastor Raju, make sure you're listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. There's going to be two voices going on. And sometimes uh, Pastor Raju might just uh, have an off-the-cuff remark and yet the Holy Spirit can anoint that off-the-cuff remark just for you. So right now, Holy Spirit, we just pray. Give us ears to hear what you want to say to all of us. May we all together today hear the voice of God speaking to us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, could you put your hands together for Pastor Raju? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor David. Thank you, everyone. It's always a pleasure and an honor to really uh, bring the Word of God. Um, and I don't, I don't really, I, I don't take this lightly because um, I know that every individual people you are here today, you're all going through different seasons of life. And God is actually present yes. in every season. Yes. Um, we, we really need to understand that because sometimes we think that we, when we are suffering, we're going through a hardship, a really difficult situation, and we, we think, where are you, God? But God is present right there. So I want to encourage you today to really open your ears, not only this year, but also the ears of your heart, to really hear in your situation what God, by His Spirit, speaking to you. Um, and and, 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 you know, I, I need to be lesser and God needs to be bigger. So let's, let's hear what God is saying. Um, if I, today I'm going to talk about its partnership. And I'm going to specifically talk about partnering with God. How many of you want to really partner with God? Amen. And if you don't want to partner with God, you are in the wrong place. Because he actually invites you to partner with him. How blessed we are as a human being that God actually wants to partner with us. And throughout the scripture, as you can see from Genesis to Revelation, if you open the Bible and you read, God has always partnered with people. And he has always used people. And so he wants to use you. He wants to partner with you. And I will in, encourage you to be open to that. But we're going to read a story from the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. If you have a Bible with you, you can open it right now. But if not, the scripture will be on the screen. So I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. The scripture says, One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help? You, Elisha asked, tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, 
she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now, sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Such a wonderful scripture that we have. It's a miracle story. And this is not just a story like fairy tale. It is a true story that actually happened. And when we read this scripture, and I was reading this scripture again and again and again, and I was praying in my heart, and I was saying to God, God, wouldn't it be so wonderful to see these kind of miracles in the church again? You know, the miracles are not only limited to the Old Testament or only to Jesus. He actually commanded us that the all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth is given to me and I will give it to you. God has actually given us the authority and he said, you will do miracles more than what I have done, even greater miracles. Jesus had said that to us. So why today, as a believer, we have no faith or a faith that, is, that can move the mountain? Where is that faith that we should have today? And partnership with God means that the miracles that Jesus performed, we are able to participate in it by faith today. So I want to talk about three different things today in partnering with God. Number one, we get to partner with God in every arena of our life. It's not only, the partnering with God is not only coming to Sunday and living our life from Monday to Saturday on our own. We are partners for life. And not only for life, it's for eternity. So we, God has called us in this scripture, we we see that the woman, the widow, had, she was in trouble, big trouble. She didn't know what to do. She had in her turmoil, I can imagine when her husband died because the husband was the breadwinner. And now, husband is dead. In that culture at those days, women used to look after the children and look after the house. And she was not working. So she couldn't have money to survive. And in fact, 
Her husband had actually taken a debt, and now creditors are coming, and they said, we're going to take your two children, because the only way to pay to us is through slaving your children, and I'm going to take the children, and I'm going to use them as a slave in my house. So that's how you're going to pay the debt. And she loved her children. And she didn't want her sons to be taken away. And she runs to the man of God. In the New Testament, we have access to God directly. To the throne of grace. In the Old Testament, they couldn't go to God. They had to go to the man, the prophet. Today, we don't have to run around finding prophets to tell us what we need to do. We can just go to God in his presence because we are partnership with God. We can go to our partner. He is a senior partner, of course. We are the lesser partner. But we go to our partner and say, Lord, what should we do? I am in this trouble. I have this issue. What can I do? Instead of going around finding prophet who will tell us what we want to hear, or finding preachers to tell us what we want to hear, and if the preacher tells us what we don't want to hear, we go to another preacher who will tell us what we want to hear, or another prophet that will tell us what we want to hear, until we hop from one place to the other place, to the other person, to the other person, until we suddenly find our itchy years has been itched, and we are satisfied with the word that they gave us, we don't have to do that anymore. We need to, we could, we can go to God and say, Lord, what can I do? So it's like same this woman. When we have trouble, let's run to God. Because we get to partner with God and our partner, who is our God himself, will tell us what we need to do. But this woman had an issue, problem. So she went to the prophet in the Old Testament and said, what shall I do? And she had a really good testimony about her husband. It would be so good when my, my wife says, oh, he served you, but he feared the Lord. And he had a good testimony in the house. That's what when reading the scripture, it says that the wife knew that, wife knew that her husband feared the Lord. What do we mean by fearing God? This is stuck in my head from my grandmother. My grandmother, a lovely lady who loves the Lord, she always tell me, fear of the Lord is? Beginning of wisdom. Thank you for that. You know your scripture. But what is the fear of the Lord? She said to me, to love what God loves and to hate what God hates. That's the fear of the Lord. You try that. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. God hates sin because sin destroys people. God hates lying because it destroys the relationships. God hates a life that is destroyed life. God hates that because God wants to build our life. So hate what God hates. Love what God loves. That's the fear of the Lord if you want to live in it. So he had a good testimony. And it will be nice when, when I'm not around, people say, oh, Raju feared the Lord. And to hear that, it will be great a testimony for us. And also, he served you. The, the prophet actually served Elisha. You know, today's church, 
what we have is that Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 24, it's, he said that if someone, if anyone wants to be a greater, they need to serve you. Jesus actually said, you need to, the person who wants to get, be greater need to learn to serve the people, serve others. He did not. Jesus did not. You read that scripture. Jesus, Jesus did not say, in order to be become bigger, greater, you need to serve me. No, he didn't say that. If you want to be a greater in the kingdom of God, you need to serve others. Learn to serve others. That the person who serves others will become greater in the kingdom of God. So, this prophet was serving Elisha. What can I do to help, prophet says, when the problem came? She went to the prophet and he said, what can I do? Tell me, what do you have in the house? The same question was asked to Moses. God asked, when Moses was chosen to take the Israelite out of Egypt, God asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? Today, Yes, we are partnering with God, but God wants to use what we have. What do you have? God wants to use that. A lot of when we are in problem, troubled, we are focusing on our problem and situation so much that sometimes we forget to look what we actually have. We forget because our focus is so internalized. And we are focusing on our situation, problem, sickness, disease, the lack. We are focusing on that so much that that problem, that lack, that sickness, that disease, and that financial crisis, that job, that colleague at workplace had become so enlarged because we focused on it so much. That we can't focus anywhere else. We don't, we don't really focus what we actually have. So that's why the prophet asked, what do you have in your house? Because God wants to use what you have. Whatever you have. And she said, I only have a little bit of oil in the flask. That's all I got. Nothing else. And prophet said, that's good enough for God. That's good enough for God. I have a very, very little faith. I, I, I believe this much, but I don't have big faith. That's enough. Faith as mustard seed is enough. That's enough. What do you need? What do you need more? Nothing else. Just a little faith is more than enough for God. Because you are partnering with God who has all power, who is all-knowing, who is everywhere present at the same time. So what else do you need? You have everything when you have God. So instead of focusing on problems that you are facing right now, whether relationship issues, marital issues, financial issues, mental health issues, job issues, Whatever issues that you are facing right now, why don't you turn your focus Amen. to your senior partner, yes, towards your senior partner who is God himself. Yes. 
focus towards God and say, Lord, I don't have much. I am at the moment. Just be honest to God because God knows it anyway. It's no point lying to him because he knows your heart. Just be honest and pour your heart to God. And yesterday I was praying when I was praying for the service and I was crying out to God. I said, Lord, I see these miracles. My desire is all these miracles after miracles after miracles. If I after continue reading Second Kings, there's miracles after miracles after miracles. And I'm, I'm reading more and more and I'm crying in my heart and I'm crying tears coming out from my eyes. I'm saying, Lord, I want to hear this kind. Of, I want to see this kind of miracle happen today. I really mean it. I want to see this kind of miracle happens today. Because if it is written in the word of God, it should happen in the church today. It should happen in your life today. And what is happening? Why is not happening? What are we not doing? Or what are we not getting that these miracles are not happening? In our life. We pray for healing. And, and someone doesn't get healed. And someone asked me a question, why is that? I have an answer for you. I don't know. <laughs> I get to ask questions, but I don't have an answer. God knows. Only God knows. And sometimes some things we just have to leave it as it is in the hands of God. There are times we don't understand. There are things we don't understand. There are mysteries in the Word of God. There are mysteries in our relationship with God. Those mysteries, we have to leave it as a mystery. But we still need to love God and trust God for the greater things. Things we pray and didn't happen does not mean it doesn't happen. It simply means it didn't happen then. But we still keep on trusting, keep on believing, keep on praying, keep on asking God. And don't allow the distraction of the devil and the discouragement of the devil to enter into your soul. The moment it's discouragement and distraction enters into your soul, it diverts your attention from God to the situation. So don't allow that to happen. If you are discouraged today, you are praying and praying and praying, and the answer didn't come. The answer, the, the answer that you wanted didn't come. Leave it to God and say, Lord, I still trust you. Like Samist, when he's is David and, and the son, when the son died, he, he, he went to God and I say, I don't understand, Lord. I really don't understand what happened, but I trust you. I believe you. Your name is be exalted. I still trust you in the midst of whether I get the answer, the, the answer that I wanted. Sometimes the answer, we pray and pray and pray. We don't get the answer that we want. We want the person to be healed. We want this to be healed, but they die. They have things happen. We don't know why those things happen, but that does not limit the power of God. That does not make our partner uh, not Prayer not answering God. He still answers our prayer. We still need to believe. We still need to trust. We still need to keep on going. Because we got a God who hears our prayer. Number two. Partnership with God requires active faith. 
in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3 to 6, talks about, and Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. And I, when I read that, actually, if you look at from a natural mind, you have a, a little bit of oil in the flask, just a little bit of oil. And here, the man of God says, go to the neighbors and I borrow as many jars as possible. Go, you and your sons, run. And I can imagine the sons are saying, oh, come on, come on, brother, come on, let's go, let's run, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Knock, 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 knock. We need jars. <laughs> the neighbors looks at them. What? We need jars. For what? I don't know. But we need jars. Do you have any? Yes, we got here. Five. Take. Oh, let's go run, 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 run. Went into the house and give it to mom. And mom said, go and borrow to the next neighbor. Run, go to the next neighbor. Knock, 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 knock. Open the door. Uh, We need jars. Jars. We need containers. Because my mom wants to pour the oil into the container. How much oil do you have? Where are you keeping that oil now if you need a container? We need jars. So they go around, keep on finding jars, bringing home inside the house. And then the prophet had said that you need to bring empty jars. Not the full jars, empty jars. Partnership with God requires active faith. The active faith only happens when we are empty. We need to be empty of ourselves. You know, a lot of time we are full of ourselves so much that there's no room for God. There's no room for God. And no wonder, day in, day out, we come to church, we go back, we come in dry, we go back dry. It, it, it requires active faith. It requires emptiness. We need to empty ourselves so God can fill it. And if we are not empty, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this respectfully. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to anyone. Respectfully, lovingly, I'm saying to you, empty yourself so God can fill it. God cannot fill it if it's already full. We need to empty ourselves of ourselves and humble ourselves to to God, to the Spirit of God, and say, Lord, I'm empty now. Please fill it. And the Christian walk is not not a yesterday I did it, and today I'm still full. No. No. It's a daily activity. It's a daily relationship. His mercies renews every morning. And every day we need to be empty and fill God, allow God to fill us. Every day we need to be empty and say, Lord, I'm empty today. I empty of myself. I want you to fill me with your goodness, with your mercy, with your love, with your grace, with your power, Lord. I empty myself. It's not about me. It's all about you, Lord. I want to glorify your name. Lord, fill me. 
And when we do that, when we empty ourselves, we make a choice to make God greater and me lesser. So he can fill it. So he can use it. So as if we are full of ourselves, God cannot fill it. You know, sometimes we sit in the congregation, and I have done this before, and I'm not pointing finger, I have done this before. We sit and, and something happened in our heart and we, we are a little bit, you know, internally a bit bitter or a bit angry, but we don't want to tell people we are feeling that. We, we smile and we are happy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! I feel the presence. All that. But internally we know that we are, we are just hiding. And, 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 and altar call comes and messages comes and, and, and I get convicted internally, but I, I'm so stubborn. You know, and, and, and so I just sit there in the, and the and preacher say, whoever needs a touch of God, come forward. Now, nah, if God wants to touch me, he will touch me here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go forward. The forward carpet is more dirtier than the behind. <laughs> I can just, yeah, God, yeah, here, here I am. If you want to touch me, just touch me. I'm not moving. I'm so grounded, cemented. I don't want to move anymore. Just here. And that kind of attitude. And no wonder God comes and just pass by. Because there's no humility in there. There's no desire to be emptied of yourself. God doesn't. Forgive me, but God doesn't. He is looking for a yielded vessel that is empty. And if you want God to touch you, go to him. Bible says, come to me. It's an action that requires from our part. Our faith, it's an active faith. It's not a passive faith. We don't just sit there and do nothing. Faith, it's an active. It's action requires. And if you... I'm not just preaching this. It's, it's in the scripture. In James chapter 2. If you read the book of James. James chapter 2 verse 14 to 26. Talks about all about the people in the Bible that had active faith. That by faith this is what happened. They did this. By faith. this, And so they had active faith. It's talk about the faith. It's an action word. So we need to have an active faith. So if we want to be a partner with God, requires an active faith. We don't just sit and do nothing. We act out our faith. If I believe that the, the, the sick shall heal, be healed, I need to lay hands and pray for them. That's an action. If I believe that God wants me to be rich, we need to lift up our hands, lift up our legs, go and work. We don't just sit around in the house and, and uh, Lord, provide me this, provide me that, give me this, give me that. Lord, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. My, uh, I eat Maggie me. That's a joke. My, my kind of joke. We can't just pray in the house and do nothing. We need to act out our faith. We pray, we look for a job, we pray. If God says, if we are having anger issue, bitterness issue, we pray for the person and we also forgive. That's the action that we do. So we have to start acting our faith. 
Bring your faith. Give your faith legs and hands. And God comes alongside with you and says, My son, my daughter, because you, are, you, are, you have faith now, it's an active faith, I will come alongside with you and hold your hand and I will guide you. You applied for this job and now by faith you did it, you prayed, and I'm going to open the door for you. You did this and you, you are praying for this sick, you have faith, and I will put a little bit of faith in the person who is sick, and I will heal the person. I'm, uh, you, you, you have asked for forgiveness, you have declared forgiveness on others, and you have forgiven that person, I will change their heart so their heart will be softer towards you. God does His part, we do our part. And we always, as a believer, it's not God only or me only. It's God and me together. So this woman, if she had not asked his, her children to go borrow the jars, she had nothing to pour the oil into. So she had to ask the children. The children had to get involved, and they had to go and borrow the jars from neighbor, neighbors and friends. If they said, oh, I'm too shy, too difficult, I, I, what am I going to say to our neighbors that ask all these jars and they're looking at me running from this house to that house to that house? What am I going to say? What if the oil that I have, little oil, I pour and nothing comes out? In natural, you will think that way, right? Yeah. A little bit oil. And here I'm borrowing hundreds of jars from everywhere. What am I going to do if Things doesn't work out. But they did not stop there. They did what the prophet asked. They acted out the faith of the prophet and the word that prophet said. They act, acted out those words, believed in the prophet, and they acted out. And because of that, because of that action, God brought miracle. But in that miracle, we also need to know that is not only a miracle that happened to the widow. Miracle also happened with, while the miracle was happening, the two sons were involved as well. So this miracle actually lasted generational miracle. Because their two sons were involved in a miracle. Out of that, what we learn is we need to start involving our children. If those parents... Involve the next generation in miracles. How do we do that? When we pray for something, when we encounter some issue, share with your children. Come together. Pray for miracle. Pray for miracle. We are praying for this situation. You can you speak to your children and say, we are going to pray together. Because And ask the children to pray. Because their prayer is, is, is so powerful. They might not say uh, eloquent words and long, big words and long prayer. They might just pray, Lord, heal. Lord, bless. Lord, do this. That's all it needs. It's what it needs is that they, when they open, when they activate their words of faith, and God hears those words, and God takes it, and he turns it into blessing. So involve the next generation in everything you do. I remember 
my son Elisha, the older boy. I'm talking about Elisha, and my son's name is Elisha. Elisha was, there was a time when my younger boy used to play with the iPad. And one day, because iPad was too old, so the charging port was something wrong with the charging port. We, we couldn't charge. We, we, we put it, we tried to charge, we tried to fix. We could not charge the iPad. We brought it to the Apple shop and we said, the technician looked at the iPad and said, no hope, it's not going to fix, we can't fix it, it's not fixable. You can, if you want the replacement, we can replace, you just need to pay $800. So it's like buying a new. And at that time, I didn't have $800. I didn't want to pay for it. And I, we whole family went together. And Elisha looked at Ezra, and Ezra was so sad because he now he had only that. That's the only iPad that he could play some game into. It's now can't fix anymore. So Ezra was really, really sad. And, and Elisha looked at him, and he, he looked at his brother being sad. He said, okay, give me the iPad. So he took the iPad. And he lay his charging side pot, and he lay his hand, and he said, Lord, I pray. Ezra needs to play for the, with this iPad, and he's very sad. Please fix it. He didn't say heal it. He said fix it. <laughs> All right? The language is important. <laughs> fix it. And we came home, and he said, this is Elisha saying, go and charge. Put the put the um, wire, and let, let's see whether it comes up. So we put it and on the switch, nothing. And he took the iPad again, he lay hand, he prayed again, Lord, please. And he keep on doing, and I, I said, never mind, it's, it's spoiled, all that. Look at the father's faith. <laughs> it's okay. But he said, no, I'll keep on praying. So he kept on praying. He kept on praying. And we suddenly, what happened was, after a number of times, he prayed and prayed, and he keep on believing, and we finally put the charger in, and we, we saw it started to charge. Yeah. And he's actually, next day, the battery was full charged, and Ezra could play, and until today, that iPad's still working. Include next generation. And the children's faith, their faith. Because we need to, Bible, doesn't Bible say we need to have a childlike faith? God is not asking for a mature faith, and it's a good thing, but he's just asking for a childlike faith. And that Elisha was quite young then, is, is about five years ago now. And he's 12 today, uh, not today, but 12 now, 12 years old. But he was, is it talking about the five years ago? He was young, but he believed God, and God answers his, answered his prayer. So include the next generation. And also, not forgetting Ezra, whenever he gets sick, the first thing he will always ask us, or ask his brother, or parent, he will always, first thing he will ask, Daddy, Mommy, Elisha, I'm sick. Can you pray for me? Always start with the prayer. And that, that whole idea, they, they don't trust in anything. They have faith that God heals. 
Because we include them in our journey of faith. Include them. And when God answers the prayer, share with them. Say, Lord, you see, you prayed for this. We prayed for that. And you specifically pray for this. God answered this prayer and encourage them. Because God does answer our prayer. Because we are partnering with God. So he keep on, they keep the kids, widow's kids, keep on bringing jars, keep on filling. They put it aside. And finally, Bible says that when she asks, bring more jars. And the moment the children said, the jars are finished, all filled up. No more jars. And oil, at that moment, oil stopped flowing. Oil will, oil will stop flowing when you are full. Until you are empty, the oil representing, oil always represents the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will keep on flowing into your life and through your life until you are empty. But the moment is you are full, it will stop flowing. So always be hungry. Always be thirsty for the presence of God. Because the, the more you are hungry, you are thirsty for the power and the presence of God, Holy Spirit will keep on flowing, keep on filling you, keep on filling you. Do you feel dry and wear out in your walk with God? Maybe you are full of yourself. You need to empty yourself and let the Holy Spirit fill you up. Because the Holy Spirit, it's a refreshing spirit. It's a peaceful spirit. It's a joyful spirit. It's a powerful spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will revitalize you and re-energize you and give you peace and joy. And you in the Spirit of God, God will give you peace and joy. The third thing, partnership with God brings His supplies into our lack. Because towards the end, the widow said, now we have done what you asked. All the jars are filled. It's full. Miracle has happened. What should we do now? And the man of God says, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt first. And then whatever left behind, left behind you use that to live further. I'm not so sure how long that keep lasting for them. Because it says, whatever left, you will leave with it. So they had more than enough for their family to continue for the time. So whatever lack that you have, because we are partnering with God, bring your lack to God, and God gives the supply. It is God who gives the supply. So keep bringing it to God, your lack, and he will supply the lack. Uh, whatever lack you have, he will supply his. John 10, 10, first part, it talks about the devil. And the second part, it says, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundant. As a believer, we should have abundant life. The life that is abundant. And he wants to give you that. So there's three things that we have learned today. Partnership with God. Partnering with God. We get to partner with God in miracle. God wants to involve you in miracle. Partnership with God requires active faith. Faith must be active. Partnership with God brings His supplies into our lack. As we close our eyes, 
what kind of miracle that you are looking for today? What are you struggling with? And what kind of lack do you have? You are, are you lacking anything? God wants to touch you. And I'm going to, can we all stand please? I'm actually going to give an opportunity for people to actually come forward. And we're going to pray for people. If you are looking for miracle and you are praying for miracle, this is the time. Use your active faith and come forward. We're going to pray for you. And if you have any lack that you are, and worries you, and you have a trouble, and you are lacking something in your, in your life, in your, uh, whatever lack is, God wants to meet that lack right now, and you have faith. Come forward right now. Don't wait for anybody. Just come forward. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As people coming forward. I want to give opportunity to those who have not accepted Jesus Christ in their life. In order to, 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 to uh, be blessed in our life and to be partner with Him, we need to acknowledge Him first. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'm just going to give, take this 30 seconds. And I'm going to give you opportunity to pray. So if you are the person who have never publicly accepted Jesus Christ in your life, Every eyes are closed. Every heads are bowed. I just want you to signify with your right hand, lifting of your right hand, that you want to accept Jesus in your life. I can see that hand. Thank you for those hands. Yeah, keep. Yeah, you can put it down. You can put those hands down now. Thank you. There are more than 10 people. Let's give God the glory. There are more than 10 people who have, accept, who have raised their hands. Let's pray this prayer first before we pray for people. Let's pray this prayer. Pray after me. Those who raise your hand, you believe in your heart, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge I am a sinner. I need you. Please come and forgive me. I acknowledge you as my Lord. From today onwards, I will live for you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me into your family. From today onwards, I am your child. I am in partnership with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's start praying. If you know how to speak in tongues, let's pray. Hallelujah.